Thanks for listening to the Christ Covenant Sermon Podcast. For more information, visit ChristCovenant.com. children, you know, 
especially in a town like Atlanta, a real friendship is kind of inefficient. Real friendship can be incredibly costly. And Atlanta is an efficient place. Atlanta is a place that does not like to waste time or money. Atlanta likes relationships that are very productive. But there's something about real friendship, and we see it, and we find it, that's not only satisfying and powerful, there's something about friendship when you see it, we just so long for it. We know, in a sense, that we were meant for it. We, we know, as what it is in prayer, that it is not good for man to be alone. So over the next month, I, I want to talk about this idea with you. And I, I've never done a sermon series on friendship before, so we all have never heard of it. We wanted to take some time to think about this idea of being friends and what does friendship mean, at least according to Scripture, and what does friendship mean for us. And so, friendship, what is it? Friendship, how do you get it? We're going to look at that next week. In two weeks, we're going to look at the good of friendship, and then the last week, we're going to look at what friendship is like. But today, what is the essence of friendship? What is friendship? And in the series, uh, really was born out of a conversation that the staff and I had more than a year ago now. Uh, every fall, the staff goes away for a couple of days. We go on what's called our staff event. We kind of look ahead, look ahead, and look ahead. What are we going to try to accomplish? And it was last year, October, we had just begun. And our church started September 17th. This is probably October 3rd, 4th, somewhere in there. And we had we had just we had two groups going at the time. We knew we wanted to launch more groups. We had this big conversation about what is our groups ministry going to look like? Are we going to be open groups? Are we going to be closed groups? Are we going to have mentoring groups? Are we going to have accountability groups? You know, all these kinds of things. You know, ultimately, just so you know, what we have, as Christ said, is we have discipleship groups.
powerful night that Jesus is having here with his disciples. This was the night of the Last Supper. This was the night that he washed the feet of the disciples. This is the night that he gave the incredibly important teaching of how to abide with him. This is the night when Jesus taught his disciples more than any place in Scripture where he taught about the Holy Spirit. In fact, we know the most about the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus taught here in this scene, in this section of Scripture. And here, in this incredibly poignant moment, he is praying for his disciples. And just think about that. This is a breathtaking prayer, if you read it. And we call it the high priestly prayer of Christ. You know what a priest is? You know a priest is? A priest is someone who appeals on behalf of man to God. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's going before God. He's going before the throne of God to appeal to his people more than he's been with every day for two years. He's appealing beyond their death. These people have seen miracles. These people have seen him cast out demons. These people have heard his teaching. These people have come every day with him, have been empowered by him, have been with him with greatest eyes and love is close, and he's appealing to God on their behalf. Baseball friends. 
friendship. This is what we're talking about here. True friendship here is described as union. I want you to be unified with one another. Joined with one another. Not just transacting with one another, but unified in union with one another. Samuel Stinnett, an 18th century author who wrote a lot about friendship, says this, the virtue recommended in friendship is unity. Not merely in peace upon general terms of goodwill, but in the most perfect unity and affection. And what do we see here with the command of Christ? Love one another. Be one. Be unified. Friendship. True Christian friendship. The kind of friends that we want to be are people who are joined, who are unified with one another. I have called you friends, Jesus says. What's he saying? He's saying, you aren't my servants anymore. We're joined to him, right? What is a servant relationship? A servant relationship is a transactional relationship, right? You do this, I'll take care of you this way, right? It's a, it's a transaction. Jesus says, well, you're beyond that. You're no longer my servants. There's no longer a transaction. Now we are friends. Now we are joined. Now we are friends. And there's a couple of things we see about friendship. We have seen some friendships that I want us to look at. We've definitely seen this passage. Because Derek Kidner, I was reading a lot about Christians. Derek is a great Bible scholar, a great commentator. He says that the, the essence of friendship is candor and constancy. Candor and constancy. We see at least that here, but we actually see more. So let's begin with this first point, though. Friendship comes by candor. Kidner is a British Bible author, and what do you mean by candor? Vulnerability. Friendship comes by vulnerability. You, you, you begin to become friends with someone. When you let your guard down. And this is what Jesus is saying here. Look at verse 15. No longer do I call you servants. For what? The servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. Right? There's no secrets anymore. My guard is down. I trust you. I'm letting you in. This is where real friendship begins. You know, C.S. Lewis has this famous quote where he says, Friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. Now don't mistake Lewis here, right? Don't confuse what Lewis is saying. He's not saying that friendship begins when you have commonality with someone. Right? Now there is a sense where a relationship begins when you find commonality. Oh, you, you golf at the TPC, you, you win at Georgia Tech. You like baseball? I do too, right? So we've all experienced that. You find a commonality and a relationship begins. But that's not what Lewis is saying. Here's the clue. He's saying, I thought I was the only one. No, no one thinks they're the only person that likes baseball. No one thinks they're the only person that went to Georgia Tech. No, what Lewis is saying here is that it's this moment when you become vulnerable. I never realized somebody else had this fear. I never realized somebody else had 
same kind of fear. He just felt the same kind of reality in that career. And, and that's why I said to you, you have the same kind of soul-bearing courage within yourself. Second thing that Kidron says, friendship requires constancy.
friendship is full of heartache and hurt. And real friendship comes from getting to love others more than you love yourself. Which brings me to the next uh, thing that we see in this passage, five minutes. The friendship comes by sacrifice. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. Have you ever really sacrificed for a friendship? Have you ever really sacrificed for someone else? Not for an obligatory relationship, but a friend. You see, real sacrifice, real sacrificial friendship is so otherworldly. Real sacrificial friendship displays God. Real sacrificial friendship is like God. There's a famous book, uh, Tale of Two Sisters. And it's about a lot of things, but one of the things that it's about is friendship. And it's kind of a, it's a friendship you wouldn't expect in the beginning of the book, between Sidney Carton and uh, Charles Darnay. And if you know the book, they kind of look alike, and they both love the same girl. Usually you're not friends with the guys that also love the girl. <laughs> and of course, you know, Sidney doesn't like Charles, but they eventually grow to admire and love one another. And Charles marries the girl and has a child with the girl. And it's the French Revolution. And Charles, I'm really this is a ripple kid sort of note. Um, Charles ends up, ends up getting arrested too for his death. And Sidney finds out about this. And so he sneaks into
thank you that in Christ we can know the essence of friendship. He calls us friends. We pray, Father, we meditate on just that as we end tonight. So in Christ, we call us friends. And we can be unified, Father, in you, even as Christ Thanks for listening to the Christ Covenant Sermon Podcast. If you have any prayer needs, questions, or comments about the sermon, we would love to hear from you. So please text us at 678-951-9041. Or feel free to email Jason at jason at christcovenant.com.